Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 90 of the Fresh Mondays podcast with your two favorite podcasters, Diana and Marley. Hi, guys. Happy Monday. Yeah, so happy to talk to you guys again. I feel like we did a little break break, but we're back back. And I'm I mean, excited. Last episode, we were going through, well, I was definitely going through it in the last yeah, episode. Just sure. emotions, things running. Um, but, you know, sometimes you need a refresher and resetters and different things happening. Um, so, yeah, we're back and fresher than ever, ready to kick ass and his shit's running. Absolutely. And by the way, guys, if you guys have the opportunity right now, hit that subscribe button, uh, go to our page, follow us on Fresh Monday's podcast on social media and subscribe to all of our channels and get alerts when the new uh, episodes are coming out so you guys can stay up to date. But we're going to jump right into it because there's a lot to talk about and we want to kind of catch up. First and foremost, have you ever seen Shit's Creek? Yes. I, I'm still stuck on season one. Okay. Two. It's one of those shows I always have like playing in the background, but I want to pay attention to, but it's just playing in the background at the same time. I think it's fantastic. I saw the whole thing. I uh, saw the very last season, finally caught you up. You saw everything? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Funny story. I actually, not to be a downer, I actually started watching Shit's Creek when I was in the hospital. You know how you have a lot of like free time and you have nothing to do all day? Right. So I started binge watching a lot of stuff and Shit's Creek was one of them. And I honestly would say that it was a great escape for me. And I think that's why I have like a, a an, an affection towards the show because right. it kind of reminds me of a time that it, it was therapeutic for me to watch something that had nothing to do with what was going on in my life. And like, like it was way just off. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like <laughs> such good comedy. And it's like, you know, um, it's cool. I, I didn't even realize that uh, Dan Levy and Eugene Levy, now that I know their last names, they're father and son. And uh, the guy that plays David on Schitt's Creek is hilarious. He's like my favorite character. Um, he's the, uh, the guy's dad, uh, his dad, you know what I mean? So it's like, he looks just like him. Wait, so I don't know who David is. Oh, you mean the dad and the son? Yes, they're father right. and son in real they're life. They're father and son in real life. They, once you learn that, you start seeing how they look the alike, eyebrows. especially in the eyebrows. <laughs> Yes. Yes. I actually really love the show. Uh, it's a Canadian sitcom. I didn't know it was considered a Canadian sitcom. And also, uh, it's Schitt's Creek is in real place. It's actually in upstate New York. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that. So I thought that was pretty cool. I did a little research on it because I got emotionally involved with their storyline and how they came up with this and like how they've been able to break so many barriers for a lot of uh, children who are going through processes of coming out to their family, that they have foundations for people who are, you know, recently just more comfortable with expressing that they are homosexual or LGBTQ2, whatever, I'm sorry, <laughs> any of those letters. So they, they really look at this as a, as a staple that actually supports a lot of gay rights. So I thought it was awesome. And I think it's a positive show. I love that. I never knew that. And yes, when you do find out they're, they're father and son, you're like, oh, I love this show even better. Because yeah, you're yeah. just like, this is hilarious that they're like, they can really, they match really well. But like in real life, they really work really well together. Yeah, way. Absolutely. I love it. And I love Moira, the mom. She's always wearing these dramatic outfits. It's just, it's and comedy. And she's a cultural staple in our lives as children yeah. growing up at the end of the day with right. Beetlejuice and uh, Home Alone. Like, right. I've been seeing her in that. So you're like, I've loved you always, girl. Yeah, she's a great comedic actress. She's yes. really funny. I, good show, Shit's Creek. Just wanted to start off on a good note. 
but I love those shows that you have, you grow an attachment to mm-hmm. and you grow, not an addiction, but you grow like this, like infinity of like, I need to know, I want to know more. Like you guys have done so well and you fed me so well. Like you, they kind of healed your soul in a way. Like they treat it, like it kind of taking care of you in a sense that show that you just want to know more. Like, yeah, I want to know more what's happening. So that's fantastic. I'm definitely going to work on binge. I'm not going to binge it, but I'm going to work on finishing because I know I'm stuck on the same season. You're going <laughs> to like it. After the first season, it gets better. It's, okay. it's really good. It's really good. That's awesome. I'm excited to go, to go back to that. Yeah. yeah. Speaking I, of movies, TV, entertainment, yeah, and we got to talk about it. Yeah. So um, we're recording this, you know, just fair warning, is a Saturday. And yesterday, the, last night, the news broke that Chadwick Boseman, passed away he was 43 years old from coal stage four colon cancer yeah um which is like tragic because we didn't nobody knew it was never publicly shared he um was diagnosed in 2016 of stage two or three i believe in the article that i was reading and um going through surgeries chemotherapy while filming all this time wow and i think that i think is even the more like kind of devastating part or like i don't know if the word's devastating but this man was fighting for his life and then just putting all his heart out and his energy out on these roles whether it's just dramatic acting or it's physical black panther you know avengers you're putting that on there you're applying all that energy that you had to build up after chemo and whatever. Like, we don't know the timeframes of it, but it says in the article, he was getting those things while still filming all these roles. I mean, 100% I agree with you. I think that is something to highlight and acknowledge because I mean, I personally, thankfully have never had to go through that type of treatment. However, Mm -hmm. we all know of someone who may have shared a story and from what I've heard, chemo is no joke. Like it is, it's intense. It's hard. And like, you have moments that you're throwing up like crazy and you're nauseous and like your body's rejecting it. Cause it's kind of like a poison is kind of the best it's, way that I've been able yeah. to. And it drains everything out of you. It takes, yeah. it takes all of your energy. It ruins you for like a week. If you're actually, if you're going through it, yeah. so you have it once a week or something like, or once a month, whatever your schedule is, it really absorbs a lot of things out of you. Right. It's tough. And honestly, anyone who's battling with this type of disease, I can understand why it's private because it's, you know, no one always wants to tell people what they're going through. Um, I respect that. But I also, also understand how difficult it is to do things like this on your own. I mean, we don't know if Chadwick had his support system, you know, around and all aware, but I, I don't, I don't blame him for not making it like a Hollywood topic. Right. Right. Cause it takes away from everything. Then the work that you're doing, your, yeah. uh, what you're proud of, right. Because then this battle that you're going through is, it's going to overshadow right. the rest of your work in a way. And sometimes you need work to escape. And that's not what you want to talk about. You know what I mean? You kind of want to just dive into the character and not think of what's going on in real life. And I can respect that. I mean, being the fact that he's the Black Panther, no one's ever going to take that away from him, which is going to be that legacy of being the first true Black superhero. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? That is from a Black background with a Black storyline, which is a beautiful thing. 
So I think acknowledging that and, and allowing that to be his legacy is such a nice, you know, staple movie and staple movement that I think it's, it's going to be honored for many times. And I think that that's why it was felt by so many people, even though this just happened, you know, the first thing you wake up to is everyone posting about this and talking about it. And it's like, I understand, you know, I get it. I get it. It's like, kind of like, not that anyone deserves to die, but darn, you know? Yeah. You kind of wanted this person to have a longer career. He's done really awesome roles. Like he played Jackie Robinson, James Brown, um, you know, iconic black characters he's picked amazing roles right at the end of the like in his time frame he even has um i want to see the movie about thurgood marshall there are roles that he's picked that kind of iconic figures that he's role-playing and that he applied it so well and did it well jackie robinson was a fantastic movie i think it's called 42 yeah it was called 42 Mm -hmm. a great movie i love me a time-paced film so do I. I love a historical piece. I'm a nerd in that way, like learning all these, and then a timepiece of like all that history and things like that. So, yeah. but he picked fantastic role and a great actor. Um, I was watching one of his speeches where he thanked Denzel Washington right. because Denzel Washington wasn't aware that his donation to his acting school was what took him to another acting theater and brought him to where he is, like, you know, developed him. So him looking at Denzel, thanking him, you know, as accepting something. I was like, this is beautiful. It's like a full circle moment. For sure. Because who in your lifetime thought you were going to meet Denzel from his donation, right? Like that's insane. So he's still going to be an iconic figure. I think he left a great, a great legacy in the acting worlds and to us very young. I think that's what too young too young that's what it is that's that's when it hurts the most and I think what we we should learn from this uh, especially our men out there we got to go to the doctor guys you got to yeah. find out what's going on um I mean of course this person's been going through this for quite some time since 2016 however catching it is the key and um and getting treatment you know you got to stay positive you got to work through it sometimes people are afraid of knowing so they just don't go yeah but it's it, you got to face these type of things head on for real especially minorities immigrants like they have sometimes men have a real macho thing of not no i don't need therapy no i don't need doctor yeah, no i don't need medication true. sometimes little things and sometimes you have to put that pride aside and just learn right. it first figure it out and then make the proper decisions from there and sometimes so. it's straight up fear. Like men are chickens. Like <laughs> they're the they bigger babies. Yeah, they can't do pain. Like there's times, like for example, my boyfriend had uh, to get surgery in his mouth because he had a really bad outcome from mm-hmm. an abscess. So it just it's the worst that thing that can happen to you. You know how some things just go out of control. It happened to him, and it was very tough on him. And I understand that. And in the beginning, when he was complaining about the pain, I feel kind of bad now. I was kind of like, you know it's okay. Like, it's okay to be in pain. But it was like, he was just so uncomfortable being with pain. It was just like, I can't deal with this. He was in a bad mood all the time. And I'm thinking to myself, my tolerance to pain is so much higher than yours. Because it's just like, women, we are like that. Like, it's like, we'll get through the day, even though we're uncomfortable. I don't know. Absolutely. We're, we're just like that. So it's like, I think that's another factor with men. Like, they don't like this subject, because I feel like they find it scary. Yeah, the reality, it is scary. Mm-hmm. But guys, it's okay to express your emotions and share. (laughs) 
We are here for you. 100%. We definitely should just have a whole topic one day on our podcast about making men feel comfortable with their emotions. Yes, please. (laughs) We are here for you. Absolutely. Uh, Now, let's talk a little bit about uh, traveling, guys. Yeah. I definitely want to give you guys an update on what it's like to travel. Uh, Tell us, because you, see, I traveled, and it was like, oh, I'm taking a two-hour little flight, like something simple. You traveled quite a distance. Yeah. And and I'm assuming nonstop. But how was that? How was your experience? Okay. During Uh, pandemic, because we're still labeled. I know. We're still labeled pandemic, right? Like virus has gone down. I haven't looked at numbers in months, but I know it's slightly getting better and things. But pandemic is still the label. Right. So that flag has changed. We still here. So how was it? We're we're still under warning. You feel me? So yeah. Now, as far as the airport process, um, of course, when there's less people in the airport, it's always a better experience. You know, that's anyone who's traveled. You're like, yo, if there's no people here, this whole experience is way better. Feels like first class the whole time. (laughs) Yes. Versus like traveling during Thanksgiving, (laughs) which is the worst time of year to travel. So it's like, you know, of course, those extremes, you, you learn from traveling. So in that aspect, that's nice. There's not that many people. There's less commotion, less chaos, you know, it's quiet in the airport, which is interesting. Um, but I had to actually do uh, change flights, which I hate doing. But Ooh. it was just the only option because it's so far, you know, it's like, San Diego is just the other side of the bottom of the country, just like I'm on this side of the bottom of the country. So it takes time. You should have gone to Mexico at that rate. (laughs) I did go to Mexico, actually. But that's another story. But however, traveling. Um, Wearing the mask on the plane when you're traveling on five-hour flights is not the way to go. Like, it sucks, guys. Like, being on a plane with a mask on is not comfortable. And I can just be honest and say that. Like, it's just too much. You know how you nap? on the plane mm-hmm. napping with a mask on is not okay Might like as well have it's a like, pillow over your face while right <laughs> like you feel like you're not breathing well it's it's a weird experience and like the pilot would apologize and say i'm so sorry that you guys have to wear these masks Aww. you know what i'm saying but we have to all follow the rules and something really cool about how the air kind of filters it itself circulates right but it, it goes out the air that we breathe out and then we just get fresh air that comes from the top Sounds good. You know what I'm saying? So I, I hope that's the case. But um, I, I don't know. For those of you who are thinking and contemplating whether or not you want to travel, um, I, I say go for it. But then again, I am a little bit of a braver person. Um, I, they gave you hand sanitizing wipes as soon as you walk into the plane to sanitize your area. Um, they give you prepackaged water and snacks that comes in a plastic bag that's sealed. So you what have airline to was the this? seal. Uh, I flew, I flew with Delta and I flew with United and they were both on the Mm. same. And honestly, it was just, I felt as if they did the right thing. It didn't feel as if, oh, this is, you know, not being taken care of or they're not on top of it. I think they are. And I didn't feel unsafe. Now, however, I did go to Mexico and um, my friend's sister lives in Tijuana, which is something mm-hmm. I learned that a lot of people who live in Southern California in the very bottom, some of them live in California, work in the United States. Yes. I mean, live in Mexico, work, in the, work in the United States. Yeah. Obviously, because you can get a huge property for mm-hmm. way less. You know, it's mm-hmm. just smart business, I guess. However, you have to cross the border. Now, this is, by the way, this is the first Every time. Every morning. 
This is the first time I've ever done anything like this. You know what I'm saying? Every time, yeah. Every time I cross international is usually on a plane. By flight. Oh, okay, okay. And the only other time I've done like a border crossing has been to Canada. And you know, Canada is the best place on earth. So it's like, you know, it's just very easy, you know? Right. But um, when when I when I got there, it was cool. It's like an easy pass. You just kind of go under this, you know, like if you're just literally taking a toll, you get into Mm -hmm. Mexico, you're in Mexico. I saw the wall. And um, it's interesting to see the wall mm-hmm. because you're like, this is the wall. Like, you know, it's just like, I don't know. It's like, it seems like it should be there. I hope I'm not offending anybody. Like in my mind, I'm like, why wasn't there something here before? Like, it's just like, this seems very open. Like, I don't know. So I don't know. There's it, portions it, of it from my understanding. There's like pieces. It's not like from and what it's I've like, gathered. It's like, it's just, like barbed it's wire. It's yeah. not like, like a big great wall of China. I don't know what people are picturing, but it's no. just like barbed wire and you can Mm -hmm. see through it it's like a fence basically so I saw that I thought that was interesting and then um to come back bro I'm never doing this again I'm letting you know right now I'm never doing this again like her sister was like okay guys when we get there um you guys are gonna cross and I'm away from the other side and I, I guess I didn't comprehend what she meant so when we got there she's like all right hop out I'll meet you guys on the other side in America and I'm like wait I'm supposed to like walk to the United States so then I was like all right so then when I walked excuse me (laughs) no that's exactly how I felt I'm like I'm sorry what and then she was like yeah I'll meet you on the other side I'm like like in the U.S. and she's like yeah I'm like okay so we step outside yo the line the line was incredible it was wrapping around the neighborhood I was just like yo this is incredible so then I'm like starting to put everything together and I'm like, this is going to take us like two, three hours. Like, this isn't a joke. And then I'm start, finally, oh my God, girl, to make a long story short, I'm having a conversation with the people online. I'm, I'm talking to all these people trying to cross the border. And it blew my mind how 24 hours a day people are crossing the border. Like, it just, I guess I never knew that. And I'm talking about hundreds and hundreds of people standing online waiting to get in. It was, yo, Marley, it was such a culture shock for me. Really? Yes, 100%. I, I, I guess I just wasn't aware. Yeah. And um, being that I live in, uh, obviously Miami is a, is a boarding place as well. A lot of people have to go through immigration through Miami, but mm-hmm. we're surrounded by water. So it's not like people are walking. In, Your you know entry I mean? point is completely different. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you don't see it here. Right. So it's like to see it, it was just like, yo, this is like way bigger than I ever thought. Like, it's just like, you don't understand. I was online for hours wow. trying to get into the United States. It was like, yo, it, and they're so strict and, you know, there's buses and there's cars online for hours. Like, it's just like the most, well, getting I don't know. in was, was the smooth part. Like, no, getting in, in like any other country. They're like, come in. You know what I'm saying? But we're open for business people. Come <laughs> <Yeah>. on down. <laughs> yes. Yes. But to get out, wow. I'm not wow. gonna lie to you. That was just it gave me all kinds of humbleness. There was a bunch of like people begging on the side. And it's not I'm not trying to speak badly of Mexico. I'm talking about anytime you go to any third world country, there's a lot of people panhandling. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like that's how they make money. And they know there's a lot of Americans on the line, so they're probably going to get a better tip or whatever the case may be. But I saw children selling candy at midnight with no shoes on. I was just like, 
I Americans need to see this. Like we sometimes don't understand mm-hmm. what's going on in other places and why it is that people are in bad situations and why they want to come here. Mm-hmm. And we also don't understand how much this does need to be controlled. Yeah, it has that that both factors to it. That- it has both factors because it can't just be a floodgate. You know what I mean? Like there has to be some type of order. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what I learned the most from this whole experience. Like I was like, this was, this is something that is so far away from what I see every day that I felt like I learned something. And that's better than what the the media or politics will really feed you or like talk to you about or like how they explain it. Because when you actually experience it and see it in person, you make your own value decision and feelings and emotions and how do I help in this or what's the best decision I make when it comes to a time of voting or whatever that case is right like it just it just applies it differently because you're right we don't see that on a regular basis and so when you actually have to see, when you actually run into it and see it then you'd be like ah aha I get it like I see it it applies differently it's right. it's um culture shocks are very interesting when they happen in the moment you don't realize it until you get home and you're just like, oh, I just, I, I just soaked in everything that I just ha- right. saw. After and you don't really realize how American you are until you're in certain situations. Too. Until you in a whole nother country and you'd be 100%. like, that happened to me when I was in uh, Amsterdam one time and I was like, I'm super American right now because right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, bring it back for a second. Like I had to think this through. Mm-hmm. Um, that's and amazing, also. Though. It also kind of gave me fuel, which is, I, I took it in a positive way. Like, these people out here hustling, hustling. You know what I'm saying? Because that's all they can do. And there's no reason for me not to hustle where I'm from. You know what I mean? Like, things are way more, um, I guess, best way to put it, I have more opportunity. You know what I mean? Than, like, the average, let's say, a person in the planet not only just, you know, America, but like in general, we have more opportunity. So it's like, we can make things happen if we really want to. And that kind of gave me that inspiration as well. Like, yo, what am I complaining about? Like, look at these situations that some people have to live through. And I'm over here complaining, you know what I'm saying? So it kind of just gives you that, which I appreciate it very much. Yeah, because then you're like, how am I using the opportunity? How am I leveraging what I got? Exactly. Because these people are fighting for this and coming through right they're they're hustling their whole way to come through how am i using my opportunity that i have already that i'm here yeah to make something happen because anybody can come over here and still make it happen for themselves with the same fight right they just had right. three more extra they had three additional steps from you yeah to, to fight through before you know so it's right. all about your own personal integrity your own personal fight uh, what's it called? You your know, will. Your, your will. will. Really. Right. And mentality. Absolutely. Some people don't want to take advantage of the opportunities they have. Some people are 100. fine with, with, with the, not mediocre, but with the, with the simplistic of what they have around them already. That's the satisfaction. Everyone has a different level of it. But if you're a hustler, that right. is a prime example. See something like that and be like, I got to hustle just as much as these people at the end of the day. 100%. Right. I'm not handicapped. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like there's people out here in wheelchairs and they working. So it's like, I'm God blessed. 
you know, I can walk. So it's like, it's just things like that. You like, what am I complaining about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Very true. Yeah. And it is, shout out, there's a lot of people, when I would, in, lived in the Seattle, there was plenty of people who crossed Vancouver and work in Washington, lived in Canada, worked in Washington or other way around. It was just, you know, when you have close to a border, that's just the way people kind of like, I'm a leveragist. Same thing here um, in Massachusetts and New Hampshire. Most people live in New Hampshire. Don't pay state taxes. There's always like a little, everyone does what's best for them in their workarounds. <laughs> for sure. So if Tijuana buys you a bigger house and some land, I'm going to be in Tijuana with you, girl. Right, right. It's just the way of the world. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad. Well, did you enjoy your trips? Did you have tacos? Girl, all you do is eat Mexican food as soon as you step in California, okay? Like, I'm just letting you know right now, if y'all haven't been out there, yo, there's a Mexican restaurant in every other step. Like, it's not even a joke. Like, even, like, drive through restaurants that are, like, for example, Jack in the Box, shout out. I love Jack in the Box. They sell, they sell tacos. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like everywhere sells tacos and it's good. I mean, I'm not saying the food isn't great, but no one wants to eat Mexican every day. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. <laughs> then that's when the American kicks in. All right, y'all. Yeah. I need a, I need a uh, mashed potato, a steak. Right. I, need I need something. I need something. No, but it's delicious. It's just that like you kind of know you're going to eat a lot of Mexican food when you go over there. Um, but it, it's, I don't know, like it, it's another culture shock. You're like, wow, <laughs> like, there's a lot of options. You know what I'm saying? That's why I love sometimes traveling through America because you get culture shocks even in America. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And them shits be funny. You'll be like, excuse me. <laughs> like going yes. to Miami is a culture shock for people. For sure. Like Being just, from the East Coast is a culture shock for the whole country. I don't know if anybody else knows that. But yeah. as soon as you start talking to people and they can hear any kind of East Coast to you, they're like, oh, you're from the East Coast, aren't you? <laughs> And I'm a little just, fast. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, yeah, we're a little faster over here. A little aggressiver. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's 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 an interesting. You could still have a culture shock even in America. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. I'm glad you enjoyed your trip. I'm glad you made it back safe. It's perfect. I needed it. I think that uh, I need resets at times. Uh-huh. Something I've learned about coping mechanisms. And whenever I want to kind of give myself a little break. I, I, I try to do that and I was fortunate enough to go visit people that I really love because I've been going to California for years now so yeah. it's like they're my friends you know so it's a good time I still haven't made it to San Diego but I'm gonna work on that mm-hmm. I'm working on that um from that we have here a topic that is near and dear to me <laughs> mm-hmm. um and we want to talk about just marketing advice during the pandemic for most of you know that I work um, in consulting right now in some marketing. Um, Diana as well, you have a back- background also in, in yeah. marketing. Right, right. And so during the pandemic, it has shifted for both of us. Yeah. A lot of the work that we do and how we approach this work has changed completely. Um, and we wanted to provide or just have a conversation about how that's shifted right. in the industry that we are in. Or in general, how marketing really is important to any industry. You know what I'm saying? You need to find a way to capture leads regardless of what kind of business you have. That's just reality. 
and um, kind of understanding how to position it. I think it'll be a great conversation because just like we were just talking about kind of figuring out what to do to better your life and hustling mm-hmm. and figuring out the next step. Part of it is this. And I think that not what I've noticed, a lot of people have really great ideas and have a lot of uh, the potential is there, but they don't invest in this part. And they don't, right. you know what I'm saying? And they don't, they don't try to learn this part. They think that this is all just going to magically happen and people are going to just love you. But there's, there's more to it. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think it's important to kind of embrace this and see how you can work it in this environment. So since you've been doing some consulting, what kind of advice have you been giving people that are trying to get like, you know, more online presence now versus, you know, foot traffic? You know what I'm saying? Because it's not right. quite the same. So one of the major parts that we've we started off with, especially with the pandemic happening, was shifting. Let's say we had courses or trainings or events that were happening in person, shifting all of that into the virtual world, right? And you have to learn all these new platforms, all these new areas, and how to speak to people to convince them to meet you on the internet portion of it, how to meet you there. And is it valuable to them to spend their time looking at a computer to learn what they wanted to learn in person? Um, we then took some time. We then took, I definitely do suggest the time of looking at your results from before the pandemic. What was working for you on a marketing uh, sector of what was bringing you results on that end, right? What were people reacting to? What were they purchasing? What is, was your biggest return before the pandemic? And how do you shift that into, again, a digital space? right? How do we apply that to that digital space? So if a person was reacting to, um, let's say, your brochure, how do we turn that brochure into a digital brochure or a email blast, right? Because if you you have to collect these things and how to convince them to collect that. So that's one of the first and foremost. And then as well as knowing who your audience is, because you're going to lose a lot of people during this time. There's people who are going to be there with you because they liked the company, tried it one time or the product, you know, but they weren't a returning purchaser. So then knowing your personas of who were those people who constantly return and why do they keep coming back and what brought them back or how those pieces are. So a lot of analytics, a lot of breaking down, a lot of research involved during the beginning of the pandemic portion of it. Um, and there's a lot of companies who weren't even doing digital space, guys. Like, I just want to make it clear. Like, there are people who had no digital, like, That's, footprint. I find that, like, almost impossible in 2020. How is, how do you not have, like, I know I sound like a straight millennial right now, but it's like, sometimes I'm like, okay, what's that, what's that store's IG? Like, I'd be wanting to see, I'm like, oh, what's their IG? So I can look at their products. And, like, it's weird to me if a person doesn't have, like, what do people do? They just stick to the old mech. So sometimes people are like, hey, this works. We're going to keep going to it. And so they kind of psych out and, and not ignore, but they forget that there's a whole other world. Yeah. Right? Especially if the people in leadership aren't millennials themselves or aren't surrounded or yeah. have just been in the space for so long that they, they've done everything new as it was going, as they were going up but they get so caught up in the, what the space that they're in now that they don't even remember to look into, to do their own research, right? right? Or the importance of it. So it is mind boggling. I will say, I think it's more just those who are interested in constantly learning 
of marketing opportunities, of leveraging of what can be applied out there versus those who ignore it and just are satisfied. Like we said before, those are satisfied with like the mediocre or like the simplistic that they've already created and keep it rolling and going. Right. So I think that's a major piece of not having a digital footprint right now is like the most thing that can hinder your entire business. Right. Unless you're extremely small mom mom and pop and 50 clients and it works. Right. Rotating that. If you have no interest from going to 50 clients to a hundred. Right. It just works for you in that way. Yeah. And um, I think that that was really good information because you're right. A lot of local businesses were the ones having the hardest time with all of this. Right. And that using, and so you have to, whether it's getting an intern, paying someone the $10 an hour, 10 hours a day, 10 hours a week or something, putting a minimal investment to making sure your, your digital portion of it is being moving a little bit to then where later you can apply more to it because then later it goes into building up those digital ads, you know, Google ads, focusing on your SEOs. There's all these portions and layers to it, but some people want to jump so quick and do all of it at once. You don't have to throw everything to it at the same time at one time. That's true. You can build piece by piece. You can make the IG page first, build a hundred followers you know, move it slow by slow, make a goal there and then say, okay, I'm going to put a hundred dollars, let's say, to running, boosting something, right? right. There's something that I like. It's just, but you have to be fully prepared with your product, with, you know, your customer service or whatever it is before you put those dollars to it. So it takes, there's parts to it. There's pieces to it. But I've always suggested people break down what we're looking to do, what we can do and what we are doing and see how you can kind of cross-reference throughout all of those and make it happen. Right, right. good point. Uh, people don't even have websites, Diana. <laughs> it's, and it's, nowadays, they're so easy. Someone can make it for you, too. For those of you who are not comfortable with that, you could pay someone on, like, Wix to make it for you. It doesn't have to be, like, a a guru of, 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 of talent. You know, it could be a person that you can just pay at Wix, and it's not expensive. I think it's, like, under $100. To do everything. And it can be you know cute and simple. It doesn't yeah. need to be just a, you just the need a landing page. page. Yeah. Right. It doesn't need the Nike page. It just needs to be a simple landing page. Mm-hmm. I like I told someone the other day, I was like, don't put the link in your bio if I'm not going anywhere. Right. I it's it, it irritates me. If I'm getting a four or four error, I'm gonna be pit. I'm gonna be like, what is this? I'm never gonna because, look at it again. Right. So mm-hmm. I say make a landing page. I don't care if the landing page says, here's how to contact me to order, and here are my social media pages to follow me to DM me to order too. Because it gives me something. Right. But if the website doesn't exist or landing page doesn't exist, the link should never be there. Right. It's and like if your website's not ready, it's not ready. It's not ready. It doesn't you right. don't need the link. It's just not ready. Right. Right. Like 100. those are just things. Um and everything doesn't need to be rushed. You'll get right. there. You'll be there. You know, not everything has to be done at once. And you don't have to have a large built out campaign and launch it out there. Do it piece by piece. Right. And take, set goals and those kind of things. So awesome. Awesome advice. I appreciate that. We're going to try to give you guys a little bit more gems as time goes along because yes. we know that um, sharing wealth is how you gain more wealth, right? Yes. So absolutely. Let's, let's, let's make this happen. 
And also, um, I'm looking forward to a few things. I'm looking forward to myself branching out and getting more independent on something and working on a project. My mind is there right now. So I'm nice. kind of trying to figure out how I can blend the skills that I've obtained from you know, having my own business in the past and doing well with that alone and kind of transitioning into now being a little comfortable again. It, like that's another thing I'm going to just emphasize and sometimes life brings you really challenging moments and you have to get through it so I feel like I've gotten through it thank god so now it's time to kind of get back on track so I'm trying to figure out how I can use my experience to my advantage right now and um and kind of start coming up with some ideas and actually coming making them come into fruition so that's really what I'm really looking forward to as far as this specific space you know, the combination of being inspired, the combination of hearing all these amazing stories of people who became millionaires during the pandemic. Like, I understand that doesn't happen to everyone, but people have figured it out. You know what I'm saying? And oh, it, yeah. It, it comes down to getting back on this digital conversation and having a digital space that's powerful. It's powerful in an age where everyone is at home on the computer. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's just working with what's going on right now. So I think that, that, that that's what I'm learning and I'm excited for. What are you excited for, Marley? Um, sort of in the same, because recently I've had this in the same vein as you, where I was like, people are making money out here on like with stores, with shops, with something, with anything, yeah. product or whatever there. <clears throat> and I started doing some research and I was like, well, I want to do something like that too, but what is my interest? So right. I'm in that juices of figuring out what I'm interested in. Because if I'm going to do something, I want to have um, some sort of passion or interest or like something that will make me bored. Exactly. Um, and I started looking at even businesses that already have built, that already have um, some sort of following, already have some sort of um, some sort of structure. Like I was saying, like, instead of me having to build a structure, the structure is already out there and people are selling some of their online stores. They're selling some of their businesses. They're selling, you know things for others to take on and go and I was like I want to see what this looks like so I've been doing research of like like what is out there what is available or do I make my own right because the time is a time is a big factor um so I'm looking forward to um maybe hopefully starting something like that also looking forward to continuing learning about the stock market because that's my dad's newest call me every day information thing which I love him for and I want to continue learning that so I can talk back to him and tell him what I know I mean it's a beautiful (laughs) skill it's a beautiful thing a lot of people make a lot of money I don't think I have the patience and discipline uh the reason I see it firsthand I know a lot of people that trade you know I live in Miami and um my boyfriend trades so you know I don't have the patience I think to watch my money the, go down the, no the candles because you have to watch the candles all day and see and predict where they're going to hit so I don't have the time mentally to do that that's like I'm not saying that I don't think it's an amazing thing to do mm-hmm. you just have to identify where you may not be strong you know what I'm saying and I'm mm-hmm. not sure if that's necessarily my thing I'm one of those people that is like okay here's $500 please invest this for me yeah since this is what you like to do you know what I'm saying like Sometimes you have to also understand some people need to be hired to do the things yes. that you want. You know, it doesn't always have to be you. And 
once money starts to get a little more comfortable, then you start to invest in stocks. That's like what people do. That's what pe smart people do with money. But um, yeah, but I understand. And I think it's exciting. And I hope if you do learn something and you start becoming one of these traders, you never have to work again. You could just mm -hmm. literally do that. Literally do that. Mm -hmm. I um. So I'm looking forward to the Delta, no, the Tesla split and the Apple split. That's what I know what's happening mm -hmm. out here in these stock markets right now. I don't know what it means, but I was <laughs> told <good>. it's important <laughs> and that yeah. I need to put something into it. And I was like, well, here's yeah. my retirement money, people. That's awesome. all I got. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Awesome. So now we have we have some we have some plans in early stages. And <laughs> as they get better, we will continue to share. And yes. maybe you guys can even start giving us some little tips on some of the things you've experienced so far to get to where you are, which is always very exciting. Now, um, as far as recommendations, um, very simple. I'm going to keep it very, very simple. Um, if you are looking for a cleanser for your face, I would recommend to go with a foam cleanser. Ooh. There's a lot of different types of foam cleansers, but my skin has improved so much in this year, aside from the fact that we're home a lot and there's more time. Mm -hmm. um, I've been switching up products from time to time, and the best reaction I've had is foam cleansers. I am very comfortable walking around not wearing any makeup at all, and that is because it has brightened my skin and has evened out my tones to use foam cleansers. I'm not gonna say that it's religiously just one brand. It's, it, it could be other brands. Once I get one that I think is the best, I'll share it with you guys. But I think a good way to start is with a foam cleanser. It's not harsh. Cause like, for example, Aveeno, you know how they have those scrubs? They're mm -hmm. great. But that is too much if you're using it every day. You right. know what I mean? So you have to use something more gentle for your skin because we have to be mindful of the fact that we're not getting younger. So <laughs> we want to make sure to preserve our skin as much as we can. So that would be my, my little health tip for anyone. Men too. You guys should wash your faces too. Men should buy products. I think I like it when I see a man who has his own products, whether the hair products, facial products, beard products. like it's sexy on a man yeah to like take oh, yeah. care of himself facially. for sure my mom definitely got my dad a facial this week and a dermaplane she's not playing you okay. taking care of yourself and he said i'm glowing she's <laughs> like i need my baby to look good good she's like if i'm getting it done you getting it done <laughs> so i like that like i think because i know my dad's comfortable in it i kind of yeah. expect that in any other oh yeah man i guess to be like you should be comfortable my father's perfectly fine yeah, it doesn't make you less of a man right. to take care of yourself. I mean, I don't know where that came from. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, Weirdos. Um, my recommendation of the week, um, I don't think I mentioned it last week. Um, There's a couple of shows that I've been watching or documentaries. I posted it for us um, last week. There's a documentary called Boys State on Apple TV okay. that if you're into politics, these are teenagers who are obsessed with politics. But it's very entertaining, and um, I got emotional at the end because, again, when someone loves something and they're fighting for something and they're trying to achieve a goal, you kind of get attached to it and you want to see them win. So, yeah. fantastic documentary called Boys State on HBO. I mean, on Apple TV. Again, these are a bunch of streaming platforms, guys. I can't afford it. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> and then Apple came free with the T-Mobile, something like that. Oh, okay. Look into it. Um, or get a free trial. It's really great to see. And then my latest obsession, just like your Shit's Creek, is Lovecraft Country on HBO. Okay. It is supposed to be horror, 
it's supposed it's sci-fi-ish it is emotional it is edge of your seat and we're only two episodes in and it's a lot you'll be completely confused you'll be completely lost you'll ask yourself why the f am i watching this and who recommended this but you'll fall in love with it at the same time because you want to know more you can't stop watching you just you because you're so confused okay (laughs) you're just like i need to i don't get it (laughs) what is happening and then you end up in deep dives on youtube and explainers and all these things like that's where my world is in right now okay and i'm not gonna read horror books to get it because there's a book apparently i'd rather just go into the explainers it's very interesting very cool okay um and i've also been deep diving on the game remember the game the show from 2000 nine on cw oh, they have it on so Netflix. good in the beginning so good and i'm so watching good. those those first three seasons is what i'm watching and Ooh, it that is fire it is different from when you were in your 20s early 20s to when you're in your 30s now watching it your whole perspective on everything changes your whole entire like thought process is like i would never do this in my like you would never accept what's happening it's very right. interesting okay so very interesting to watch and that's all i got awesome okay so you got us you got us with a lineup of things to watch which is great because right now we're kind of waiting that you allow you know what i mean they fucking they did it (laughs) so however the point is that they have they are other ways of doing this and is this the new normal if you want to go into an arena with 30,000 people sitting in the stands the price that you must pay to do so is to make sure you're not infectious if they put it to you like that, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be okay with getting their temperature checked. I really do not see people having an issue with it. Now, whether or not I'm comfortable with it, I think that right now, if they opened up everything next week, I'm in no rush to be in a place where there's 500 people next to me. I promise you I'm not. Absolutely. Yep. Regardless of how much bullshit this was or or is, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm Whatever not. it is, yeah. it's not me. And right. I'm here, I'm inside. I'm just taking it slow. I think slow. that's I think that's what's gonna happen for us overall. I think the 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 one of us who are like have thought processes in a million different ways about this are all gonna take it slow. Like, right? I think we're all those people who are just like take it slow. Everyone else who wanna rush, go rush. Do your thing. Have you have used fun. the public bathroom ever since coronavirus has been out? I haven't no. been outside to use one. Exactly. <laughs> you have not used a public bathroom. Okay, I'm going to say it right now. No. Use a public bathroom. <laughs> just clean it. You're going to want to cry. You're going to be like, I can't believe I'm, I'm putting myself in this danger. Okay? <laughs> I am going to melt in this bitch. Like, you just feel so bad about yourself. You're like, I cannot believe I am in here. <laughs> and if I felt like that in a fucking bathroom. This riots. Yeah. Shooters who are 17 with guns just out here. Boy. With their mamas dropping them off places. Mm. I mean, there's a lot. And there's a lot. Everyone, just stay safe. Yeah, twenty twenty guys. We only got a couple months. Yeah, and real it's quick, giving it to us. It's giving quick, it to us. If you have to interact with the police, just follow what they say. Yeah, that's the best advice. You guys take care and stay safe. Happy Monday. <laughs> <laughs>